You're listening to the NASM CPT Podcast with Rick Ritchie, the official podcast of the National Academy of Sports Medicine. Hey, y'all, and welcome to the NASM CPT Podcast. My name is Rick Ritchie, and today... I want to actually talk about, I've got listener questions. So people who listen to this and at the end of each of the episodes, I I say, you can email me or you can shoot me a DM and y'all do. And I appreciate it. Thank you so much. But I got an interesting one from Kara Rush Hill the other day, and I want to, I want to address it and kind of circumvent addressing it at the same time. And the question was, how do you create a macro cycle for clients who aren't consistent? And, and I think that that's, that's challenging, right? Because it's difficult to, to do that. It's difficult to get somebody on a cycle when they are inconsistent with their training. And let's be honest, sometimes we want it more for our clients than they want it for themselves. And that's not to take away from, from anything from our clients because I want to be able to play guitar. I would love to be able to play guitar. The thing is, I prioritize absolutely zero time to getting a guitar, to taking lessons, to learning chords. I don't I don't do any of those things, but I think it'll be cool if I could play guitar. Interestingly enough, that's fitness for a lot of people. A lot of people are interested in fitness, but all the things surrounding fitness, like doing fitness, <laughs> that's that becomes a bit more challenging. And then when you realize that, you know, you you feel like you need to spend an hour in the gym because that's what you're supposed to do, but then it takes 30 minutes to get to the gym and 30 minutes to get back. And so one hour long trip to the gym is a two hour long trip to the gym. And for us as fitness professionals, we should have an immense amount of respect for people who do that and pay us as we are a priority in their lives. So with that being said, um, and Kara, forgive me because I don't really have a lot to give on the macro cycle point of view for inconsistent clients because that's really hard to do. I think the first goal of what it is that we should do is see if there's a way for us to help our clients create consistency. So this is a conversation I want to have. How can we create client consistency? And this isn't a surefire series of things, but these are are things that through the the wellness uh, coaching program, through our our um, our client coaching program for the nutrition coaching. There are coaching steps that we can take. And this is by no means an exhaustive list. And it also is by no means the the, the things that are talked about in all of these coaching um, platforms and products that we have. But I do think it's worth exploring. And I don't think it's easy. It's not easy to do. But let's explore some of the things that are going to help create greater consistency within our clients. And the first one that we got to put on the list is that we need to plan ahead. I think planning ahead is vital. I oftentimes do 6 a.m. jujitsu classes. Um, And then I started training in the morning at 6 a.m. So I have a couple days a week where I can still do that. 
But on those two days a week, my Tuesdays and Thursdays, it is, I, I really want to sleep in because I have a 6 a.m. client on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So it'd be nice to get a little extra sleep. Well, I know a couple of things. I know that sleep consistency and how we sleep, our bedtime and our waking time is probably the number one sleep hygiene. And so for me, I'm thinking, well, if I keep getting up at five something so I can go to a 6 a.m. client, same thing, go to a, a 6 a.m. jujitsu class, then that helps me with my sleep hygiene. So that's good, but it's still hard. So what I do is I lay out my gi or I lay out my rash guards. I set myself up so that when I get up, it's all there. It's staring me in the face. I know that I'm ready to go. Um, and I used to do that a lot with running too, where I would put my sneakers next to the door. And those were my running sneakers. I would have my shorts lined up for me where I could be like, look, I, I just walked in the door. There are the running shorts. There are the running shoes. There are the reminders and cues. And I think these reminders and cues are very, very good for us to know that things are there that we can, can help us to create a little bit of consistency. So I think that's important. I think it's also important. Remember I talked about where our clients feel like they show up to the gym and they have to do an entire hour worth of stuff. And that's not true. In fact, uh, I think all of you would agree with me on this is that you need to make small changes. So yes, somebody might be able to come and see me for an hour, but if they are so inconsistent with doing that. And the primary reason is because they're expected to be here for an hour. Is there a way for you to start doing maybe half hour sessions? And you can butt the half hour sessions up against an already existing hour session. So you're not coming in to train somebody just for a half hour and see if that's something that would help them be more consistent showing up to the gym because it's not, I, I get it that 30 minutes plus 30 minutes on a Tuesday and a Thursday equal one hour if we were to do that on any of those days. I get it. But the hard part isn't doing the workout. The hard part showing up to do the workout. Yeah, the workouts can be challenging. The hard part showing up. So how do we make those small changes? One, we could do shorter shorter training sessions. You can um, you, you can work on creating small changes with people by having them realize that you don't even have to show up to the gym when you do these small changes. You can do a lot of these things from home. You can do things, physical activity from wherever you are. But share those with me so I know that they're happening as your personal trainer so that I can do the next one, which is celebrate your victories. You tell me that you accomplished a goal outside of the gym and I am partying on your behalf. In fact, I need to share that with my clients, but also share with them that they should celebrate the small changes and these small victories that take place in their life. It's the celebration of things that make it really exciting in life. And the easy, the fun, the enjoyable things are not the things that we usually celebrate because they're not challenging. It's the things that we find challenging that we celebrate. 
And one of the kind of cool things was that I would celebrate, I'd high five myself, I'd be very, very excited that I used to go out for runs because I hated running. And then eventually there would be days where I would say, I really don't want to do this. And as I'm lacing up my shoes to go out for a run, I am saying those words and still going out to go for a run. What happened? What happened from the guy that was first did not like running to the person who probably I'm not sure if, if I like it or not, but it became a habit. It became something that I included into regular life. I wouldn't say daily, but I would say multiple days throughout every week for a very long stretch of time. That's what I did. And then even when I didn't want to do it, I did it anyway, because that was my habit. That was what my behavior was. I needed to go for a run. And then you got to celebrate those victories. You got to celebrate them. I think you also, it's important to do this, which is to identify the roadblocks. So what are the things that are keeping our clients from being consistent? And trust me, I did, I did my dissertation on this basically, which is um, <laughs> the reasons why people don't work out on their own or exercise on their own outside of personal training sessions. And you can probably guess many of the things that would be on that list. And I, I pulled that list from personal trainers. So all the things that you were going to say will probably be on that list. And there were some outlier interesting things that people said, like, I don't want to get my hair sweaty, or I don't want to mess up my hair, like those kind of things, which I guess I get to some degree, but I don't, I don't get it. Sometimes you gotta, you gotta mess up your hair or you gotta do the best workout you can with your hair still looking fabulous, but you gotta put it, you gotta put forth the effort. So you need to identify your roadblocks. And then the next one on the list is you need to increase your effort. You can't just identify roadblocks and not work harder to overcome them. And this isn't about just working harder, but any change in your life will require an effort. You have to have effort. But here's the cool next one, which is I know you know that motivation is fleeting. So if you're relying on motivation, then you're relying on a... Um, uh, an emotion, an emotional feeling of, oh, it's time for me to do this. And we all know as soon as it's time and we're going to make these big steps and we buy the treadmill and we put it in our room and then we put it in our closet or it becomes a closet where we hang everything on. We know that that happens. Why? Because you had an initial surge of motivation and you thought, if I just buy this thing, then I won't need the surge of motivation anymore because it'll be right there and I can just do it. That works sometimes and it doesn't in many other cases. So instead of waiting for surges of motivation, we focus a little bit more on making what you're trying to do easier. Make it easier so it requires less motivation to do it. You need to go for a run. Oh, I'm just not feeling going for a run. Well, let's say you're going to run three miles. Can you just run one mile? I could, but I just don't feel like going for a run. All right, go go for a walk. But that's not a run. No, but neither is sitting on the couch eating tater chips. So I think that doing something 
creating some inertia in your movement is valuable. So your motivation needs to be less of a focus because that's an emotion and your planning needs to be prioritized and you need to make it easy enough for you to actually do. Make it easy so you do it. And you might look at it and say, I, I, that's so easy, I'm not getting any, any benefit. That's not true. The benefit of phys any physical activity is blessed, right? So I'm happy with any physical activity, but it's not the physical activity benefits that I want. It is the behavior benefits that I want. It's that you still did something. You still did something. And as I say to my clients and to you, a lot of times, a little bit of something's better than a whole lot of nothing. So make that focus to continue to move forward. You don't have to move as far. You don't have to move as fast, but you have to move. Make those changes so that they're easy to accomplish. What else? What else can we do to help create greater consistency? I'm going to submit to you that you should write some of your goals down. You should write some of your goals down. I think that you should write down as many goals as you can think of, write them down, and then you need to throw all of them out except your top three to five. And then you need to prioritize those three to five goals. Because all of those other goals are cool distractions from your main goals. I have a lot of goals in life. But when it comes to actually prioritizing things, I can't prioritize going to see Petra in Jordan, even though I think that would be a really cool thing to do. I need to prioritize things that are in my top three to five. And when that moves to my top three to five, then I'm going to buy some tickets and I'm going to get some hotel rooms and I'm going to go to Jordan and maybe Egypt because I like things made out of stone, I guess. But I'm going to prioritize that. Professionally, what are you prioritizing? What's important to you? For your clients, what are they prioritizing? And where does physical fitness fall into that? Did you make the top three to five list? Did you, not, not you as a fitness professional, did your fitness make the top three to five list? And if it did not, then I'm not, I don't want you to throw those out because... I guarantee that fitness can make any of those other top three to five choices better because we know that it helps with mental acuity. We know that it helps with longevity. We know that it helps with interactions with people. We know that there's so many benefits of physical activity. How can you minimize the physical activity and still prioritize it? So with that being said, the next one is prioritize your time. As you can imagine, that's the piece of feedback we get a lot, right? What, what's in the way? Usually it's time. And oftentimes that's not true, but it is an easy out for us to say because there is a finite amount of it. And when we say we don't have enough time, then what we're really saying is that we have not prioritized this in our lives. And that's that's not wrong, but we as fitness professionals want everyone to prioritize their fitness activity. So how do you prioritize your time? And then 
schedule yourself. Schedule your physical activity. That's why it's good to have a personal trainer because a personal trainer will hold you accountable. There's also a reason that personal trainers charge you if you don't show up. Why? Because we want you to be accountable. Trust me, every time I make a doctor's appointment, it seems so far away. And then suddenly it's next week and then suddenly it's tomorrow. And I can't believe I have somebody tomorrow or a doctor's appointment tomorrow because I have other things that I was going to do tomorrow. I've been planning this out for six months, but you forget about it. You forget about it. We need to prioritize it. Put those things in your calendar and list out those priorities. All right. We talked about writing down your goals, prioritizing your time, listing out your priorities. I think you also need to be really honest with what you really want. Right. Do I really want to play guitar? I think I really I think it would be cool. But if I really wanted it, then I would take action on it. What do you really want? And if you really want some of the beneficial outcomes that come from increased physical activity, increased movement, and exercise, then let's prioritize. What are all the things? And maybe this is for us to provide our clients. What are the list of things? that being physical, physically active, increasing our movement daily, and increasing our heart rate, resistance training, cardiorespiratory training, what are the benefits that come from that? And we share that with people so that we can let them know what we want for them. So it's not just about, and this is another point, what is it that we want for those people in our lives? I want you to be honest about what you really want, but me as a fitness professional, I want to share with you from an honest place what I want for you. And maybe that sense of concern, that true interest in who you are and the benefits I can bring to your life start to have profound effects on you and what you want for your life. And then the last thing that I'm going to submit to you about creating greater consistency is trying to have a daily practice, something that you do every day. This is your daily practice. And it doesn't even have to be physical activity. It can be, certainly. And that daily practice could be uh, walking the dog, but when you walk away and you walk slowly after the dog's done their business, you walk and increase how quickly you walk back. That might be something. Uh, it could be journaling. It has nothing to do with physical activity, even though every once in a while, my hand cramps when I write too much. It's because I grip with a pencil like I'm angry at it. Like somebody's going to try to do what they did in middle school and they just walk by your desk when they're going to the bathroom and they yank your pencil out of your hand and then you're stuck and you can't write anything down. So I hold my pencils really, really tight. And now I use a, an electronic pencil where I can write and take these notes and put this practice in on my iPad. So there's a, there's a daily practice you journal. Sometimes people do gratitude journaling. Um, I, I journal mostly about 
my family because I think about things in my professional life and that when I'm older, I don't want to look back and be like, remember when you did this in your professional life? I don't care. I want to remember my children. I want to remember that funny story and all those funny stories that my two older kids did that I've completely forgot, even though I said I never would. So I like to have a daily practice where I make some notes on what happened during the day. Physical activity. Do something physical every day. And so if I know that I'm not going to be working out, then I might ride my bike to work instead of taking a scooter, taking a subway or getting a cab. Or um, I'm sure y'all listening to this would be like, I drive. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I drive. Yeah, well. Are there days, I don't know, can you ride your bike to work? Can you can you come up with some physical activity? And we make these, these lists of physical activities, like, oh, you should, should take the, the stairs and sell the elevator, or, you know, and, and those things are valuable. And they seem almost too simple to be valuable, which is why sometimes we don't say that to our clients. But doing a little bit of something is better than a whole lot of nothing. To make small changes and then celebrate those small victories. And then encourage them. Just shoot me a text and tell me that you took the stairs uh, and or you took the elevator but got off of the floor early and then took one set of stairs. And I'm going to respond back with an audio message of celebration. I might have fireworks going off on your on your page as, as I text you back. There are all sorts of things. I'm going to celebrate that with you. Are you going to celebrate that with your clients? The smallest thing, but they should take pride in it. And then they get excited to tell you about it because you give them the feels. And I like it when people get that. I like it when people start changing and becoming more consistent in their physical activity. So let's go over it again. Just like it's, again, it's not easy. But it's worth exploring. How do we get greater consistency with our clients? We have to plan ahead, make small, change, small changes, celebrate small victories, identify roadblocks, increase your effort, decrease motivation by making it easier. Write down your goals. Be honest with what you really want. Let people know what you want for them. Ask people what they want from themselves. List your priorities. Prioritize your time and create a daily practice. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. Uh, I hope that you found this very helpful. And uh, I'm happy to take um, information from you guys like Kara did to ask this question. And maybe didn't ask it, answer it the way that she wanted. But that is the way it landed on me. And I felt it needed to be addressed in this way, Kara. So I hope that that was helpful. Uh, for those of you listening to this as fitness professionals, share this with your fit fam. Share it, get it out there, let people know that this podcast exists, um, and, and I appreciate you doing that. You can also like, subscribe, and leave comments, which I also appreciate, and you can reach out to me. You can do so on Instagram, where I'm most active, at dr.rickrichie, or feel free to email me at rick.richie, R-I-C-H-E-Y, at nasm.org. This has been the NASM CPT Podcast.